I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us this evening, we have the full team here, the good doctor. Hola, mis amigos. Sound guy Tom has us up and running. Check one, two, check one, two. And producer Joe is always here to make sure that we uh, stay on the straight and narrow. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. We are friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And as everyone already knows by now, it is a internationally known, world-renowned podcast. Award-winning. Award-winning, yes. Wow, that was stereophonic. That's right. And if they didn't know, they know now. The word on the street is award-winning. That's what they're saying. Mm -hmm. We're lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego. Beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. So we got the weather, we got the ocean, the beer, we got the stories to tell. Again, welcome. Pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. And of course, as always, please find and follow us on uh, social media. I like beer the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I like beer the Po one and I like beer the Ta one on Twitter. And uh, make sure to visit our website, I like beer the podcast.com to learn more about us. Do all those things that help us spread the word. Follow, subscribe, like, comment, download. Did I forget anything, Joe? Nope. I think you got it. <laughs> Good. Except for watch on YouTube, but there won't be anything to watch. Inject. I'll get to that later. <laughs> Wait, yeah, could, you, right. could you inject our podcast? Inject our podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Possibly. Yeah. We're working on it. Don't forget, you can virtually drink with us and toast uh, with us on Untapped. So we're pretty easy to find. Just look for us under I Like Beer, the podcast, pretty much with all of our names there. Thank you. Tonight's theme is one that is very much a part of the craft brew, independent brewing culture, and that is collaboration. Yep, and that's one thing we've heard over and over again at every brewery stop we've made, every virtual field trip, every person we've interviewed is basically how collaborative and supportive the community is uh, that is enjoyed by brewers, especially here in San Diego. Right, whether it's supporting with materials or supplies or helping hand with a recipe, support through tough times, San Diego brewers take care of each other, and it seems like they've done that since day one. That's true, and we've seen that a lot throughout the San Diego beer community. And it's always, you know, pretty much just good people taking care of good people. And that's probably most obvious, like we talked about in San Diego, uh, with the San Diego Brewers Guild and San Diego Beer Week. And that brings us to our special guest tonight, Matthew Zerpolo. So welcome, Matthew. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, it's nice to finally meet you in person, even if it's digitally, virtually. It's <laughs> <laughs> the new normal, so I'm used to this. This is good. We're all getting kind of used to it, aren't we? But it's still, there's no replacement for sitting down and having a beer, which we do hope to do with you sometime soon. So fingers crossed. Yeah, I'd love that. And Matthew, you wear a number of hats in the San Diego beer scene. So I thought maybe you could start us off by telling us some of the hats you wear. Yeah. So right now I'm one of the co-founders and president of Virgin Beer Company. Uh, We're located in Carlsbad. We've been around for about four years now. There I handle, I mean... Depends on the day, <laughs> really. <laughs> but uh, generally, I handle sales, marketing, um, help out with the distribution side of things, and manage kind of those logistics. And then with the San Diego Brewers Guild, I'm currently the president emeritus. Last year, I was the president, and the year before that, I was the vice president. 
a promotion every year. You must be doing a hell of a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they drink a lot of beer and they promote me. It's weird. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> Is it one of those things where we need one person to step forward and everyone else took a step back? And <laughs> Yeah, I volunteered. I don't know why. No. Can you tell us a little bit about the San Diego Brewers Guild? Because I think it's a it's a pretty special part of, of our scene here. It really is. Uh, the San Diego Brewers Guild was founded in 1997 uh, with the mission of really supporting our independent craft brewing locations, which have, we have over 150 here in San Diego. Um, we also act as a resource for all San Diego craft beer drinkers and try and just promote this cohesive mentality that is the capital of craft. Very cool. And I know that uh, one of your guys' big celebrations is San Diego Beer Week, which is coming up. What can you tell us about that? Can you give us a little history of it and maybe you know anything else you can tell us about this year's activities? Absolutely. This year obviously looks a little bit different uh, than previous years, but we're still hosting San Diego Beer Week. This will be the 12th annual San Diego Beer Week. And uh, it's a celebration of all of our independent brewing locations and the people that support us all year round. That's including all the patrons, the bars, the restaurants, the grocery stores, everyone that really makes San Diego beer so special. And what can you tell us about this year's collab brew that you guys came up with? Oh, yeah. I'm a little biased, but I think it turned out great. It was brewed at Virgin Beer. (laughs) 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 This year, uh, this will be the fourth year that we've done the Capital of Craft IPA, the second year that we've canned it. And um, obviously, it's pretty important to can it this year, seeing that a lot of people are drinking from home. Um, so we've sent out to local grocery stores, um, liquor stores and things like that. And it's also on at select draft locations. You can all find that on the San Diego uh, Brewers Guild website. And there's a capital craft beer finder, which is pretty cool. You guys want to open it up? Yeah, let's go yeah. ahead and open it up. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Matthew here to give us some notes on it. We should probably open this thing up. Yeah, you can't talk about it without breaking it, right? It's been staring right. at me in the fridge for a week, so it's taken great willpower. That's right. How many breweries were involved in this year's collaboration? I think it was, I think it's seven or eight. I'm trying to, there's a lot of breweries that are involved every single year in this. So what's that process? Is it like a potluck where everybody brings their A game or is it the uh, too many cooks in the kitchen and one person just has to say back off fellas or, and ladies, I, I got this or what? No, I mean, honestly, it's a little bit of both, but for the most part, we get along so well and we all try and just, share our experiences of what works and what doesn't to try and make a truly stellar collaboration for this beer. This year is brewed with Chula Vista Brewery, Modern Times, Resident, Automatic, South Park, Northern Pine, Five Suits, and obviously us at Virgin. Okay, you know, my first thing is I'd say smooth all the way through. Yeah, this one we get the IBUs pretty low. It is a standard West Coast IPA. You're with Idaho 7, Eldorado, Cashmere, and Galaxy. Um, so with the alpha acids in the galaxy, you're actually going to get a little bit more bitterness, but it's still super clean and very drinkable. Yeah. 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 It's good. I'm taking a picture of it. (laughs) (laughs) Throw it up on Instagram. So pretty. (laughs) It's a handsome beer, if nothing else. I haven't tasted it. Cheers. Cheers. No, that guy's, I agree. I think it's got a little bit of the bitterness up front, but then it smooths out very nice at the end there and, uh, very balanced. Thank you. Yeah, we added a little bit more malt, um, a little bit darker malts to this beer, too, to kind of balance out the bitterness and also give the hops really a platform to shine. Um, so you get a little bit of that sweetness from the malt, but that also kind of helps keep it smooth across the palate. You definitely know you're drinking a San Diego IPA, but it's not like mm-hmm. what we had two, three years ago where it's slapping you silly. Yeah, it's not over, right. hitting no. you over the head. Yeah. yeah. 
no no one's going to wonder is this a true IPA no, that that is not going to cross anyone's mind but it, it's balanced out so it, it smooths so I think it shows some maturity in the San Diego beer scene absolutely for those of us that have IPA'd out yeah <laughs> yeah it's not where you need that palate scraper at the very end of the pint but um, we try and keep it pretty balanced to where the bitterness isn't overpowering the flavor and aroma and we do a lot of different things to really give you a lot of the aroma on the beer and a lot of the flavor without that palate wrecking bitterness it's a tasty beer nicely done yeah uh, i like it kudos yeah i'm guessing the the president emeritus had a lot to do with finding that balance this, this style <laughs> for this year that's his job bitterness. Yeah. we could call it a san diego ipa without a little bit of a pun but uh we also want to keep it as balanced as possible all done Excellent. Now, I, I still, when we get over to Virgin, that Carlsbad Crush Pale Ale, that Mosaic Pale, that is quickly becoming my favorite beer. Thank you. That's uh, actually my go-to as well. I have a uh, K-grader at my house here, and it's currently on draft. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> More of that than I like to admit. It's about <laughs> just because it's incredibly flavorful and aromatic. Uh, but it's still very easy drinking. It's not that high I, ABV to where you have one and you're done. You can have a couple of them. It's sessionable, but also full of flavor and aroma. I'm so excited to find out that's on a keg <laughs> for people that know Matthew, <laughs> <laughs> as I do now. <laughs> <laughs> so Matthew, what are you, you mentioned the Carlsbad Crush. Is, is pale ale your go-to beer style? Uh, it has been recently, but I would say my go-to is west coast ipa i mean being born and raised here in san diego i just i fell in love with west coast ipas i started drinking sierra pale actually first and then i started drinking stone ruination until i couldn't feel my tongue anymore (laughs) you know how i got into craft beer um and then as my palate developed and we opened the brewery it's just been it's always been just had a special place in my heart i guess you know, we haven't made an official podcast visit out to Bergen Beer Company yet, but we were there, what, a week after they opened? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was still trying to get the seating right, and and uh, yeah, we were there really early. So looking forward to a return. So how are you guys all managing during 2020? Uh, I mean, we're trying to make lemonade out of lemons, really. Uh, it's been a crazy year, uh, but we've been trying to adapt and do what we can to just manage everything that's thrown at us we've done we started with local deliveries we set up an outdoor beer garden uh just kind of you know rolling with the punches so you guys are one of the few places too i think that opened up a new place during during all this as well right with an escondido yeah, i don't know if we're crazy yeah. or what but uh, <laughs> the, the new place yeah we just opened up a spot in escondido that we're uh, calling the oasis it actually opens this saturday yeah. fortunately for the pandemic it's all outside so there's no restrictions on that. We're going to still enforce all the safety protocols with temperature checks, spacing, mask wearing, things like that. But um, we're really excited to be opening up and having a space that people can go to that is already outside. And on top of that, we're opening a third location come March of next year. Uh, hopefully things are a little bit better than down in Little Italy. Yeah. Nice. nice. That's, that's a key spot. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that'll be nice. That's where... A lot of money is going right now. <laughs> right, right. Kitchen, it's going to be really beautiful, but uh, we're excited to have these two new spots and hopefully have a better 2021. Yeah. So you say you have a full kitchen down there? We do. Yeah. Uh, nice. It's going to be operated by Chef Chewy of the Good Seed Food Company. Cool. Nice. That's exciting. 
that's a place to go to eat, people. If you want to, <laughs> if you're downtown San Diego, go Little Italy. There's so many restaurants to choose from down there. Yeah. Oh, there is. There's so many great restaurants, which is why we felt like we really had to step it up. Yeah. Menu from there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, thank you for joining us and giving us a little uh, update on what's going on and some insights into the Capital of Craft IPA. Happy San Diego Beer Week. Thank you, Matthew. Of course. Thanks for having me. It's great meeting you guys. I hope to have a beer with you in person sometime yeah. soon. Yeah, it will there happen. Maybe at all three locations. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. 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 Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Matthew. Matthew. So we didn't get a chance to rate this beer with Matthew here. I think we can bring Will out of the corner. What do you guys think? Yeah, yep. 100% agree. As far sure. as IPAs go, yep. Will, get over here. What's it in your lips? It's so good. Thanks, Will. So with a Capital Craft IPA in hand, it's time for... Toast, roast, and pour one out. Joe, I think you're up first for toast. Yeah, I got a toast in the spirit of collaboration. I want to toast ourselves <laughs> and Ryan Wolt. We oh, have, thank uh, you. Appreciate yeah, that, Joe. Yeah. yeah, toast to us. boy. We have a collaboration going ourselves with Ryan. Ryan's been on the show a couple of times. Yes, yep. absolutely. Yes. And yeah. guest host. Guest host. He has One Wild Life as his kind of primary brand and presence he's creating online. Definitely check it out. OneWildLife.com, I think. And he also does Roast West Coast and part of Cheers North County. And he and we are doing an I Like Beer, the book club. And I had the great benefit of listening to the two episodes we've recorded so far. We will have them out on YouTube and you can find them on YouTube at I like beer, the podcast. And that should be there by the time this posts. Okay. <laughs> nice. Very I'm excited. Nice. Yeah, me too. I learned, I've learned a lot. Actually, I've learned a lot from, from I'm having Ryan. a great time yeah. drinking beer and talking about books. Yeah, it's true. It's good times. Yeah. It's one of my versions of heaven. It's good <laughs> listening uh, for sure. I'm there. Nobody talks to me, but I'm I'm there. I'm physically present. Right. <laughs> Tom, you have a toast. Yeah, I do. And uh, this one's a, a little overdue, so my apologies. I wanted to toast uh, the New York Giants trainer, Justin Mayer. A couple weeks ago, uh, defensive back Logan Ryan uh, was talking to his trainer about some different pains and, and symptoms that his wife was having. And as he was describing it, uh, the trainer, Justin, recommended that he call his wife immediately and get her to the ER. And with that, of course, you know, Logan panics a little bit, calls his wife, and she immediately goes to the ER. And as it turns out, she ended up having an emergency, ectop I got to pronounce this right, ectopic. Ectopic. Just ask the doctor if you need to know how to pronounce those words. Ectopic. She, she, had, she had emergency surgery for an ectopic pregnancy, which occurs when the fertilized egg grows outside the uterus. So basically, the, the trainer for the New York Giants saved his, his wife's life. And then to take it one step further, the head coach for uh, the Giants said, Go home, Logan. Take care of your wife. Take all the time you need. So, with that, Logan has, you know, expressed his undying gratitude and thankfulness to the New York Giants organization and to obviously 
trainer Justin. So toast off to Justin for uh, going above and beyond, you know, thinking outside uh, the football arena. And it just goes to show that, uh, yes, there is life outside pro football. So mm. toast. 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 All toast. right. Rock and roll. I have long said there's no better doctor than a good nurse or a good trainer. Nice. Okay. Yeah, and if you can't get either of those, go get a doctor. That's true. Speaking of the doctor, doctor's got a toast. Nice. But shout out. There's a guy called the Guinness Guru. And what he does is we're talking about like collabs. Basically, he he's on TikTok. He's got like, I don't know, 200,000 followers on TikTok. But my, my daughter, who has TikTok, was showing me. The guy takes Guinness and he mixes it with everything you could imagine, right? And he does little short TikToks and they're actually quite interesting. So he'll mix TikTok with different types of sodas or seltzers or anything. And, you know, he tells you how the, how the Guinness tastes. So there you go. Guinness guru. You can find him on TikTok and uh, YouTube. Okay. And doing good things in the world. I like it. I don't know how I'm going to follow those, but uh, speaking of collaborations, uh, everyone's favorite uh, iconic restaurant chain, Waffle House, has teamed up with a Georgia brewery called O Sononi, and they are making the first Waffle House branded beer, which is called Bacon and Cakes. Uh, so <laughs> nice. first bacon flavored beer. It's going to um, be available at the brewery beginning in December, and you can get it in six packs and drafts. So I think bacon makes everything better. Toast. And, uh, and there you have it. So toast to them. Put a little dollop of peanut butter in there. That's right. Done. Perfection. Woo. What about roast tonight? Well, so I'll, I'll go here because I've got kind of a roast slash toast. And so I'm roasting uh, and and I guess this is kind of even pouring one out. So I'm roasting and pouring one out for wow. uh, voter fraud and election integrity. Because uh, um, I mm-hmm. think we've all been reading the news. We all see what's going on. And wait, you know what? Wait, wait. I, Wait, was that election integrity or election. Erection, er, erection integrity? You know what? They what was have, that? They have medication for oh, that yeah. now, Todd. They do have medication for that now. So I would, you know, highly recommend. Ask your to nurse see, or trainer. Ask your nurse or trainer or your doctor if they can't help you out. If the if the wait, if the election lasts more than two weeks, call your doctor. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, I know I know where you think I'm going with this, but let me just explain this: that there is evidence of election rigging. rigging that has basically upset the New Zealand's Bird of the Year competition. Oh my oh. god! Yeah, it's really oh. terrible. Not someone bad. tried left turn. Yeah, someone tried to rig the outcome with a with a case of ballot box stuffing. Basically, suspicion began when they received fifteen hundred votes sent from the same email address, which was in favor of the little spotted kiwi bird. So obviously, those votes were disallowed. I don't know how people think they can get away with voter fraud in today's ages. And so uh, that was a big, big, a lot of controversy there in this election, uh, you know, because, again, you're trying to maintain election integrity. This contest is extremely important in New Zealand. I'll give you a little update on the election right now. Wait, how wait, it's wait. Going. I just want to know if it, the bird is called the Kiwi yeah. and you're in New Zealand, how could it lose? Well, it's here's the deal. Spotted kiwi. Let, let me let me get I'm going to give you a couple things Lost here. The striped here. kiwi. Exactly. There's oh, okay. there's several types of kiwi birds. Uh, that's okay. what I'm going to give you this election update. Election update. You guys ready? Here we go. I'm going to go over to the screen right now and move it over between the different bird states on my on my map that I've got back here. So for those of you watching at home, you're going to be able to see this real quickly here. It has been a really close race between the kakapo, which is a rare nocturnal bird uh, known for its owlish beak and yellow green coloring. And it's the only flightless parrot in the world. So right now that took the early lead. But now we've seen some movement. And the other area, and we have the Antipodian albatross, which is a critically endangered seabird, which is being backed by the Prime Minister of oh. New Zealand, oh. Hacienda Arden. So, God, a lot of support there from some of those outside interests there. 
<laughs> I think probably the most interesting bird in the whole race, though, is the high high, which is also known as the stitch bird. You guys may have all thought you've heard about that, but they did receive an extremely important official endorsement from a sex toy retailer because <laughs> uh, that sex toy retailer is known as the adult toy megastore because um, they really like this bird because this bird is a polyamorous bird. Oh. Uh, and it and it boasts unusually large testicles, <laughs> and it engages in face to face mating. One of the only birds that engages <laughs> in face to face meeting. And so they wanted to support this bird as a leader of the sex positivity movement among songbirds. So I <laughs> uh, look for that. That's a kind of a dark horse that may take over here at the end of this. And then I thought this was a total class move. No one saw this coming. Uh, the 2019 winner, which was the yellow eyed penguin. They decided to sit out this year's competition to let the other people have a chance at that winning. So I thought that was perfect class. You that don't see awesome. that a whole lot in elections. Now, going back to Todd, your question is, is despite the alleged fraud, the little Kiwi has still a shot at the crown if it can pick up enough votes. And so the bird, there, its campaign manager, Emma Rawson, uh, released a press release and basically said, hey, if you really love the Kiwi, the official is the Kiwi Pukapu, get out and campaign for them uh, in the Bird of the Year contest. We don't want to see any more cheating, they said, because really, as New Zealand's national emblem, this little spotted Kiwi represents New Zealanders' values of democracy, fairness, equality, and honesty. Mm. So that's your update uh, right now on the Wait, Bird of the Year contest represent? in New Zealand. Uh, democracy, fairness, equality, and honesty. Trying to get used to those words again. It's been I a know, while. I, yeah, yeah, I know it's been a while. So <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like New Zealand. If it were yes. America, the sex toy bird would win for sure. <laughs> sure, for sure. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. So that's what I found. Like I said, voter fraud, we don't support that at all. Election integrity, we're heavily in favor of that. We're pro-election integrity. And I just think all these birds are fine. And I, I really should have given a roast to that yellow-eyed penguin because who... You know, what, what person sits out and says, hey, yeah. I've already won. I've done my time. I'm going to have a chance. That is integrity right oh, yeah. there. So there you have it, guys. That's my report. Awesome. If the albatross uh, loses, that will be its albatross around its neck. It's very true. That's what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that on some of the other networks. <laughs> so you got a toast and a pour in that one. I got it all. I think that was should have just been my toast roast pour. Just from toast the roast and pour. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Game that's over. That's a full TRP. That's that was right. your, your poly tribute. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I got a quick pour one out to finish this up, and that's a uh, local breweries up for sale. Uh, you know yeah. they're uh, they're uh, heading. You know it's tough times. It's been a tough year, and a number of them are up for sale. But hopefully, the end of one uh, brewer, one person's journey, will be somebody else's new journey, and and someone will step in because they'll have a turnkey brewery ready to go. So we have three or four of them up, and and hope it all works out for the better for us beer drinkers. Yeah, I saw that on a positive note, Booze Brothers is actually opening up or their plan is they got their permitting and stuff. So they're going to start Pizza Brothers. And so in conjunction with their that site in Vista, they're going to start doing artisanal pizzas as well. So they, nice. there was no time on that. But maybe by the end of the year, here you'll be able to get pizza as you get beer there as well. Nothing nice. better. That's yeah. a combo. That's a collaboration. That's a, that's oh, it's a, a great pizza combo. And beer. Pizza yeah, and beer. You got to love that. So Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast Roast. Pour one out. So on our topic of collaboration tonight, I'd, I'd like to hear some thoughts from Talent and Doc because uh, I once made this blatantly inaccurate claim. I may have been drinking. Nah. I was drinking. You never admit anything, Jeff. And I said that anything, and I said it loud, like from my soapbox for everyone to hear, as I will do, as I will do from time to time, you have all witnessed that. 
But I, I claim that anything great, anything important, anything sin- significant ever done in history of human achievement was done solely by individual accomplishment. Clearly, I've been reading the Transcendentalists, and I, I was pronouncing these, this edict loudly, not soberly, to anyone who'd listen, uh, daring anyone to challenge my uh, jackassness. And uh, no sooner I had made the declaration than a man who I did not know behind me tapped me on the shoulder and very politely and wisely said to me two words, the Beatles. And my whole argument fell apart in front of my eyes. <laughs> not the first time I was wrong. Not the last time I was wrong. Not the last time I was allowed jackass about it. But on that note, talent and doctor, you, you have key insights. And this is an educational podcast. Uh, questions for you, talent. You're wise in so many things, but especially in the world of music. What do you think is the greatest musical collaboration ever made? That's a great question. Um, And I would say I actually tried to do some research on this and I looked at there's been a lot of things put up. And I think really it's going to really be dictated probably for most people by when they grew up and what music they were influenced. Some of the best ones that I saw that would we would probably be aware of from our time growing up. uh, I saw was kind of Queen and David Bowie with their Under Pressure. That was a pretty unique one. I think honestly, honestly, one of the most unique ones, I think that changed the dynamics of a lot of things. And for a lot of us introduced us to hip hop music was when Aerosmith and Run DMC did walk uh, this way. So I think that was a really big one. But really, if I have to go back to it, I think probably the greatest one that I can remember in my lifetime uh, is back that in 1985. Uh, and that was when uh, We Are the World came out. You got to figure that it was written by Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson. And how many artists collaborated to sing and bring that there uh, sold in excess of 20 million copies. They said it's the eighth best selling physical single of all time. So I think if I had to put one, like, honestly, not my favorite song, but just from the, the how monumental right. that was, uh, I think we are the world's got to be there. Queen and David Bowie, too, with that nice callback to the polyamorous. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> high, high stitch bird. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What a solid answer. Nicely done, sir. (laughs) And doctor, in the wonderful world of science, what's a great collaboration you can enlighten us about? First, honorable mention, because who doesn't love ice cream? Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield of Ben and Jerry's. I just got to get that. That's good one. That's good. On the more scientific note, I thought of like Einstein collaborated with people, Watson and Crick, uh, you know, collaborated to, to invent, you know, came up with DNA. But the winner of the most important scientific collaboration is between the father of microbiology, Frenchman Louis Pasteur, and a French brewery. So uh, basically, it was in the 1800s. The French had just got their butt kicked by the Germans in a war. And basically, the really? brewery said, Surprise. The, the French brewer said, you know what? Let's kick the Germans where it hurts in the brewery ass. Yeah, so, that's true. So they went to I think Louis. that's the quote exactly, actually. Yeah, that is, yeah. So right. They went to Louis and said, Louis, what can you do to help us? <laughs> <laughs> and so Louis 
he's basically he came up, actually wrote a book. It was called the, uh, I can't almost speak French, but études sur la bière. Basically, perfect. studies on beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I read it. So basically, he basically studied beer and he said, hey, uh, you know, he thinks, hey, beer is alive. He had this groundbreaking studies on yeast fermentation and and you probably heard of pasteurization. Yeah. And so, you know, after that, because the beer back then didn't last for very long. So, so he came up with pasteurization and there you go, killed the germs. And because of pasteurization, brought about treatments like smallpox, polio. So there you go. So the winner of the most important scientific collaboration is Louis Pasteur and French breweries. Fantastic. Awesome. Way to say Good it. answers. Well there go. Good well answer. Done. Good answer. Good answer. Well Let's done. see. Hey, Louis there. Pasteur and beer. Ding, 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 ding. Yep. <laughs> number one. Number one out there. That is the number one answer. That's right. Hey, speaking of game shows, do you got time, Doc? But Def Gus. <laughs> Welcome to Beer or Not a Beer. You know how it works. I'm going to name four beers. One's not real. Here we go. Let's get right to it, baby. All right. You got to choose the one beer that's not a beer. Okay. So we've been talking about consummate partnerships. So to succeed in life or business, or you need to find a good partner, beer number one is perfect partner in orange wit. All right. That's beer number one. Beer number two. If one partner works, it could be more fun with two. So beer number two is menage a trois. It is an IPA. Uh, and if all three fall in love, they could get married. That will get us polygamy porter. Polygamy oh. porter. That's a porter. And their slogan is, why have just one? Or bring some home to the wives. Now, we're an equal opportunity podcast. So just assume, you know, if you assume that you guys probably thought, hey, it's always one man and two women. But do you know what it's called when you have a woman <laughs> and two, two husbands? What's it called? A woman and two husbands. What's that called? Would you kind of refer to it earlier? Polyamorous. Poly, close. Polyamorous is just you're, you're in love with everybody. Polyandry. Oh. So there you go. So uh, to inequality, we're an equal podcast. Polyandry Ale. That's two. That's a woman with two husbands. And their slogan is, of course, bring on some home to the husbands. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, which beer is not a beer? Perfect Partner, Menage a Trois, Polygamy Porter, or Polyandry Ale? Tom, what's your guess? Which is not a beer? Well, I know I've already had at least one of these beers. So I'm going to go with the first one. Perfect. Perfect partner. All right. Producer Joe. Polyandry Ale. Polyandry Ale. All right. Influencer Jeff. Polygamy Porter's already made an appearance on this podcast. And I've had it. And Menage a Trois is a a wine, I've wine. had that. So I'm going uh, number two, Menage a Trois. That's a wine. Menage a Trois and talent. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm thinking along your lines there as well, but I'm feeling like that could also be a beer. So I'm going to go the Polyandry Ale as well. Polyandry Ale. Well, I've, sorry to burst your bubble, but Polyandry Ale is really a beer in Utah, nice. of course. Her name is Jezebel. <laughs> She founded the Beer Goddess Ministry of Utah to help get equal <gasps> rights for women in Utah. Equal beer rights. Fantastic. Right. For her. We nice. have to have her on the show. Yes, right. we do. And we all know Polygamy Porter, very famous brewery. Wasatch Brewing. Been, been to their brewery. Right. Been there, done that. And 
But of course, Menage a Trois, it's made by like, I found like four different breweries that have oh. a beer called Menage a Trois. <laughs> I was That's, way wrong. Uh, once again, Tom got the beer I pulled out of my, you know where, is perfect partner. Out of your polyandrous. Nice. <laughs> that was good. Bravo, bravo. Well done. Tie a nod on it, Doc. All right. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Beer or Not a Beer. Join us next week. Big thank you to Matthew Zerpolo for joining us to talk about the San Diego Brewers Guild and Capital of Craft IPA. Thank you, listeners, for joining us for our little collaboration. I like beer, the podcast. Keep sharing, keep liking, following, subscribing, and commenting. Tell your beer drinking friends about us. We'd love to keep chatting, but we're out of beer. We got to run. B double E double R U N, beer run. B double E double R U N, beer run. All we need is a ten and a five, a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N, beer run.